All right. This day comes once a year. Um, guys, go and hug your girlfriends, hug your wives, hug, hug your significant others because it's 162 games. You're going to be spending a lot of time watching baseball. And I'm sorry, it's baseball season and it starts today. The Astros are playing the Angels. It's going to be Shohei Atani versus Framer Valdez. We're going to have a rookie shortstop, Jeremy Pena, playing. And it's going to be lit today. And I'm excited to talk about this opening day that was delayed. But we'll talk about that and more on this edition of Locked on Astros podcast. Hello and welcome to Locked on Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked on Houston Astros and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked on Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Oxtros. Find the show at Locked on Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can I find you at? They can find me in front of a TV watching the Astros beat the Angels on opening day. Or you can find me at Strohs411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And H-Town Wheelhouse on Twitter and Instagram. Always positive, always Strohs. All right. And uh, to my girlfriend, uh, this is a warning that baseball season has started. I will pay attention to you. But baseball is a pretty uh, big deal. And it starts right now. And every day... Almost every day there's a baseball game. I'm super excited that this is going on. So um, I know that girls like baseball too. So there's some girls out there that won't be paying attention to their boyfriends as well. So it's baseball season. Let's get this show going. We got a lot to talk about. Projected lineups, projected rosters, maybe who's going to be taking off the 40-man roster uh, to make room for Ronald Um Blanco, and then there's a little bit more behind his backstory, and uh, then we're going to talk about a lot. There's just a lot, and then what did Shohei Itani do last year versus the Astros, and what's going to happen? It's opening day, and thank you for making the Lockdown Astros podcast your first listen. And speaking of YouTube, uh, we're almost to 3,000 subscribers, so if you have not subscribed to us on YouTube, Go ahead and take a second. Just go to YouTube, search Locked on Astros podcast, and there's a little red button right there. It says subscribe. Just do it and give us a like while you're at it. And make sure you make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the Locked on Astros podcast. So are you pumped too, Brett? Man, I'm excited. This is this has been it it seemed like there for a couple months that this would not, that this day possibly would not get here. And it really should be a national holiday. Um, everybody should be off of work for this. Luckily, we have a night game. We don't have one of those day games where we have to tell our bosses we're doing something else, but we're really watching baseball. <laughs> so, yeah, call in sick. And so it's nice, though, that we get to cover the Astros um, full season. I mean, everything is full go. I know that there's a lot of exciting things going to happen at Minute Maid this year. There's going to be a lot of exciting things that happen. Um, just down the road at Constellation Field. You know, they got started off not on a great foot, but there's a lot of promising um, arms and players in AAA, even guys on the 40-man roster. And I think it's going to be electric watching Framber Valdez square off against Shohei Otani, who is actually leading off the game. And it may be the first time a pitcher 
has ever led off a baseball game in recent memory. I don't know that it's ever happened before. And more than likely, he is the DH. So this way, because he's the DH, Eric, once he leaves the game, he can stay in and hit. So it's going to be a fun game. I look for Joran Alvarez to come out with five home runs. Jose Altuve to hit two triples. Okay, maybe I'm looking through Astros colored glasses. But at the end of the day, I really think that you're going to like what you see when this Astros lineup hits the field for the first time in 2022. I guess that's the new rule. If you're a pitcher and you also hit, you're going to be the DH. That's so weird. Um, so, <laughs> But for Otani, you know, he is the show, you know? Yeah, for sure. And uh, definitely when you have your pitcher leading off, that's just kind of – that just show how bad it a is. team you are. I'm totally kidding. I know. <laughs> I know. This is a guy that had, what, 46 home runs last year, as, and he pitched really good as well. And a uh, little known fact is that he had five home runs against the Astros. He also batted 250 against the Astros. So this is a guy that's actually had um, some success. I. I think I remembered him having more success than he actually did versus the Astros. But uh, one before we start talking too much about the game, we got to talk about the big breaking news that happened right after we're done with the podcast oh, yeah. yesterday. And it's like the Astros are like, hey, you know what? Let's wait till Locked on Astros is done with their podcast. I, they've got Robert <laughs> Flores on. Uh, let, let's wait till after they're done. And so Ryan Presley signed a two-year extension worth what was it uh 30 million and yeah. with the option for a possible uh third year i believe right uh, 2025 so it's uh 15 million per year so that's a that's pretty i think that puts them in the top what um top uh four uh, closers out there and with that third year i believe it's all the way up to 42 or 43 million so i mean you know ryan presley locking him up the the most one of the most solid guys in the back end of your bullpen, I think Eric is key because, you know, in front of him, you've got Matan, you've got Stanek, you've got a very good setup situation. And Presley has proven over and over again that he is the man for the job because after the season, if you don't lock him up, chances are he's going to get a pretty big offer elsewhere. I think it's great for the Astros to go ahead and do that. And Eric, they would not have been able to do this, more than likely would have not have done it had they signed one Carlos Correa. Right. So I think the actual contract is 14 million in 2020. Uh, yeah. 2023 with, um, and, uh, 2024 with a $2 million buyout, which is about, uh, which is $30 million. And there's a $14 million vesting option for 2025. If he appears in 50 games in 23 and 24, which will be a cakewalk for him. And so in the playoffs, he was awesome. And this is a guy that since he was acquired by the Twins in uh, July of 2018, he has a 2.21 ERA with 43 saves and 168 games. And he was all-star uh, in 2019 and last year. But remember last year he had to um, – he skipped the all-star game because uh, his wife was about to deliver. And I know a lot was made about that because none of the Astros went to the all-star game and they're like, well, y'all are just trying to skip uh, dealing with the fans and everything. But um, so I'm glad that the Astros just looking at um, what, the, what people are paying for Rossiel and Glacius and yeah. everything. They saw that the, the, the market for relief pitchers was going up. 
And they're like, dude, we got to do something. We got to keep the guy we got. This morning, Eric, I called into um, MLB Network, um, Sirius XM Radio. I was just super excited to talk to him because I love that guy. He's he's one of the most um, amazing baseball people I've ever met. So I was kind of, you know, lavishing him with praises. And then Steve Phillips was was upset. So Steve Phillips asked me a question. He said, who is the winningest manager in Astros history? And I didn't think all the way back to Bill Verndon. I was thinking it had to be either Hinch or Durker. And I was like, I don't know who it is. And they said, no. And Steve Phillips goes, if you would have shown me some love, I would have said, how do you spell Astros for your first trivia question? So um, that's pretty cool that someone actually heard me on the radio this morning. And hey, I told Eduardo he needs to get on the show. And he said, let's try to connect. So we might have Steve Phillips and Eduardo Perez sometime in the near future. There's a lot of buzz, Eric, about this team. There's a lot of buzz because they got Presley, because this team is still solid. This team is still very good. How many teams can lose? a Springer, a Correa, a Cole, um, a Graveman, a Charlie Morton. Who can lose all those guys and still be competitive, still be one of the top three teams? Yeah, I agree with that. It's like they're betting on uh, Ryan Presley to just be the closer of the future for the Astros. And uh, who else is better than that? So speaking of betting, let's talk about Bet Online. Yeah, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all the betting needs and, and sports inf- info. Find all the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championships odds, podcasts, and reviews for all the different leagues this season. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Me, I've got a few prop bets that I've laid down on Rookie of the Year. I won't reveal who that is. I got prop bets on Astros wins for the season and who's going to take the World Series. You can do that and more. Go to Bet Online where the game starts. Uh, we all know it's going to be Jeremy Pena. You've got okay. a prop bet on him. I do not have a prop <laughs> bet on Jeremy Pena. Actually, I have a prop bet on on um, Julio Rodriguez as Rookie of the Year. Okay. All right. So speaking of, if you want to go make a bet on who's going to be the rookie year, you know what a good podcast to go listen to? It'd be Lindsey Crosby over at Locked On MLB Prospects. He does a great job over there, just uh, t- giving you a list of all the top prospects out there and what they're doing throughout the season. I know that we had JP France kind of get lit up in uh, his AAA um, opening day yesterday, but we had Pedro Leon uh, have a great day leading off. And so um, Lindsey Crosby is going to keep you up to date with all, not just the Astros prospects, but all the prospects across baseball. So make the Locked On Astros podcast your first listen, but go check out uh, the Locked On MLB prospects for your second listen every day. And he'll keep you up to date uh, for fantasy baseball. And speaking of fantasy uh, baseball, I think Adam asked me, do I draft a lot of Astros? players for my fantasy baseball team yes and i have a lot of former astros unfortunately namely um carlos correa and uh george springer and uh some people like that Uh, so uh yeah so it was very sad like one of my team names was uh, springer dinger and so that was very sad and i traded you could have gone with uh you could have gone with h town wheelhouse i mean that's a great name no, um, I don't love you like um, Ed- you love Eduardo Perez. No, but it's a great name. That's what I'm saying. It's it's a great name. You know, honestly, I didn't even do fantasy baseball this year, Eric. I, I've got I've got so much I've got so much on my plate. I I really for me, I just I just could not focus on on delivering the content that I want to give 
to our listeners. I mean, you're a multitasker, so you're a math teacher. So you you've got all these mathematical wizard neat you know, wizardry about you. I, I just can't do that. So I'm actually taking a break from fantasy baseball this year. And I, I'm really not, I'm not upset about it. Cause I don't have to worry about like, Oh crap. I didn't make my lineup for two days in a row. So um, more power to you. Just keep us up to, up to date with, with where you're ranking and hopefully you take home a fantasy baseball title this year. Yeah. Last year I didn't do so well. I guess getting a girlfriend uh, kind of distracts you. So I got to focus a little bit more, but speaking of doing better is uh, we got <laughs> uh, Jake Myers is um, looking pretty good. And they said, I mean, we already know that he's kind of ahead of schedule, but um, the trick uh, I know that James click said he's doing well. The trick with Jake is that some of his skills are come back before some of the other ones with injury like this. So the question is, how much of each of these parts of the games are get ready as quickly as possible. So, um, so Jake Myers, I know that um, uh, I didn't listen to the whole interview. I'm going to listen to an interview um, tomorrow, but click came on and I think that he's really excited about uh, Myers coming back and um, they were looking for him to take over center field at some point. But right now we got Siri and McCormick um, to patrol center field until he's ready. But I'm ready for this lineup, and I think the lineup is pretty much set. All that crap about Jose Altuve is not going to lead off. It's just, I, I think Baker's going to do this as long as he's here. I mean, yeah, oh, and that's yeah, the thing. I, and they, and they haven't announced that. I honestly don't know why you wouldn't lead off Jose Altuve with Shohei Otani on the mound. Right. I just don't. Now the Astros' average against Shohei Otani is not great. Now the last time they faced him. Um, he only made it through three in the third innings, but the batting average against him was like 221. The first time they faced him, their batting average against was 192. The first time they faced him in May, he had 10 strikeouts right. and he went seven innings. It was a, it was a rough outing, but he got a no decision. I believe the Astros still won that game, but oh, see, that's the thing. Otani can dominate in the beginning, but when he kind of falls off, who do they have to go to? They really don't have much to go to. And so that's why going into this series, Eric, even with Otani on the mound leading off, I really have a good feeling about the Astros taking game one of this opening series. Yeah. Last year he hit five home runs against the Detroit Tigers. Who doesn't the Astros? Well, you play 18 games against them. You're going to hit a lot of home runs, the Mariners and then the Rays and uh, sorry, not the rate, the Mariners. Yeah, just the Mariners. So those three teams. So, uh, yes, he hits a lot of home runs against the Astros. But um, I think that this type of player, he plays well at Minute Maid Park. He hit three home of those home runs against Minute Maid Park. But this year, I mean, we're gonna be he's going to be playing right here on opening day at uh, Angel Stadium. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be in front of a home stadium. Uh, opening day so anything can happen and the good thing about opening day is everybody is um, on even ground until one person wins one person loses even the rangers are in first place right now go rangers oh there you go go rangers <laughs> you, you're not cheering for the rangers you're just you're just being nice but here here's something to think about eric going into this season a lot of people are like, well, how can the Astros return? And they, they've lost all these players. And what teams do I have confidence in? Because we haven't really talked about this. The teams that I see that have the highest probability of making it, let's look at the teams that have been in the World Series. The Astros, 
the Rays. The Red Sox have fallen off. The Blue Jays haven't done it yet. The White Sox haven't done it yet. Really, the Astros and the Rays are the only two clubs that legitimately can say getting back is not as tough as it is for the other teams because they've done it, not even the Yankees. And so there is this log jam up top. In the West, you have a possibility if the Padres have a resurgence of three teams coming out of the West. The Padres may not poo-poo the bed like they did last year and actually make it into the playoffs with the expanded playoffs. Right. So you may have three teams coming out of the AL West where where they are top. I mean, the um, NL West where they are top heavy there. The NL is going to be a much bigger bloodbath, I think, than a lot of people let on. I think the AL East is going to be an absolute bloodbath. I think the AL West is going to be Astros. The, the Mariners are going to make it fun, but we ultimately win by a five to seven game um, stretch between us and them, possibly, maybe less. But the Astros, to me, and the Rays are my favorites in the AL. Um, I would like to see an Astros-Blue Jays ALCS, to be honest. I would love to see Springer versus the Astros. Um, I would love to see the Dodgers and the Mets. And I would love to see, I like Mike Stanton's call on MLB Network tonight. Um, I was listening to him, and he said, I pick the Astros and Mets in the World Series. I really like that call. Um, You know, the Mets have the Jacob DeGrom injury to think about. But, you know, to wrap my point up, the Astros are poised to go back to the World Series, I think more so than a lot of people give them credit for. Yeah, and I think a lot depends on how healthy the lineup stays, how um, good Michael Brantley does. Chaz McCormick, can he? I mean, when he was on, he was a good hitter, but um, he also has to play great defense because that that was not his strength last year. But let's go and take a look at what I think the lineup is. I think this is kind of what everybody's kind of projecting lineup to be for the Astros uh, tomorrow. Jose Altuve is going to lead off. And I think Dusty Baker's finally listened to Astros Twitter or the Locked on Astros podcast. Probably on podcast. I think Kyle Tucker is probably going to be batting second. Alex Bregman, I know a lot of people are still down on him, but they want to keep on doing the right uh, left thing. So he's going to be probably batting third. Then Alvarez is going to be batting fourth. Then you put Yuli Gurriel batting fifth. He came off a year where he won the batting title. Then Michael Brantley uh, bumps all the way down from second to six. Then you have Chaz McCormick batting seventh. And then you have the rookie Jeremy Pena batting eighth. And then Martin Maldonado is going to prove a lot of coverage. I just think, to me, I really think Pena needs to be ninth. Pena needs to be ninth because behind him would be, and we talked about this the other day, Jose Altuve. I don't I don't like the idea of putting Maldonado ninth just because Maldonado behind Pena. <laughs> I think I'm gonna walk Pena or I'm not gonna give Pena pitches and I'm gonna pitch to Maldonado. Maldonado is an almost for sure outer double play. He's just not he's just not very good at the plate. When he hits the ball, he can hit the ball. Last far. Year. We don't we don't know. Right. This is a brand Eric, new slate, Brett. Eric, Eric, this is Martin Maldonado. Eric, Eric, I'm not going fake, off. Man. Eric, I'm going off empirical evidence. I do have faith. I, I have faith in the things you're supposed to have faith in. I'm I'm literally going off of what Martin and I love Martin Maldonado. I, I I'm glad he's in this lineup, but he is an offensive liability. He needs to be eighth. 
Pena needs to be ninth. So in behind him comes Jose Altuve. I just think that makes more baseball sense. Martin Maldonado, when he gets a hold of a baseball and he does put the bat on the ball, he hits the ball a ton because he's got a lot of he's got a lot of weight behind it. He's got a lot of power when he swings. He just doesn't make contact very often. And why would you want Maldonado in front of Pena when Pena hits the ball? Mal, he's going to lap. I mean, Pena's going to lap Maldonado on the bases. If you know what I'm saying, you don't want Maldonado in like. Anyways, I just think you get a. I just think you get Pena up there, and you have Altuve behind him. But that's but that's my two cents, and I'm also not Dusty Baker. Yeah, and that's the point. I mean, I mean, I I, I personally want uh, Pena batting ninth too, but we're not Dusty Baker. We Dusty Baker traditionally likes to put the catcher kind of at the end. So, um, uh, so we'll see what happens. So we'll see what happens in that situation. So um, I I don't know, but I, I just think that uh, this this team w- is still good. Who cares that Carlos Cray is gone? Who cares that we don't have um, Kendall Graveman anymore? This team is still going to dominate. This team is still going to do good. And it all starts today. Uh, I guess today or tomorrow, wherever you want to think about it. But yes, the Angels went out and got Noah Syndergaard. They got Michael Lorenzen. They also got Rossiel Iglesias. They got Aaron Loop and Ryan Tapera and Archie Bradley. But is that really enough? They don't really have enough to really kind of um, compete. Their, their pitching is still not deep enough. But once they get the pitching, I know they got a couple of young prospects. They have one or young prospects. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. I've been kind of eyeballing him in fantasy baseball, but he's a young lefty. But uh, he could be somebody that could mature into a good left-handed uh, starter for them. Uh, but they need starting pitching desperately. And so we'll see what happens. But until then... I, I don't think that they're going to be a competitor. And the Astros have, uh, since coming to the American League, uh, they've played the Angels 162 times. Their record is 96 and 66 versus the Angel, including 30, 13 and 5 in the last 18 games. So that's that's some pretty good numbers. That's something that you, you can rely on, like Rock Auto. Yeah, so Rock Auto is the place that you get all your auto parts. Why? Because if you go to a car dealer or you go to an auto parts store, they're going to upcharge you because you're not a mechanic. They're going to treat you differently. They're also only going to have one or two options. Well, Rock Auto's got hundreds of options. So go to rockauto.com. It's a family business. They've been around for 20 years. They have been servicing customers, average everyday Joes like you and me, for a long time. And why would you choose a store or a dealership that charges you 30, 50, sometimes 100% more. Not me. I'm all about saving money. And if my car's broke down, I can't go to the store anyway. So I just go online to rockauto.com, type in my make and model, the part I need, and it's delivered right to my doorstep. I can get the car fixed, back on the road, or back to work wherever I need to go. So whether you're repairing your car, your truck, your van, whatever it is, go to rockauto.com now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box, so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. 
All righty. I'm, 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 I kind of clicked on, on the big screen a little bit too fast because I'm excited about opening day. Oh, uh, so. I didn't even see it. I was, I was reading the ad, so I don't ever <laughs> see when you do that. It, it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't throw me off at all. You're good. Um, but hey, we need to before the show goes. I see some people trying to guess scores over in the corner. You right. and I need to come up with our score predictions and see who's right or who's closest. And um, so, Eric, hold on. You had mentioned on Twitter that when we get to three thousand subscribers, are are you going to be doing anything or or? Um, we, we could talk about that later, okay. um, but I've yeah. got, some, because I've got some things I'm going to give away. I'm going to give away some Corey Lee cards, some Tyler Brown cards. I've got some Astros prospect cards I'm going to give away once we hit 3000. So okay. I've, I've got some things I'm going to throw out there. So when we get to 3000, we'll be back on air talking about it and what we're going to do and how you can win those things. Okay. All right. So let's kind of look at the pitching matchup uh, a little bit deeper. I want to kind of look at what the, what the hitters have done versus um, both guys. So I know we, this is from Valdez's first opening day start, but he is not a, uh, he, he has seen the angels a lot. Uh, I know that Joe Adele is a kind of a rookie, but he still has faced him 10 times with 300 batting average you have David Fletcher with 24 bats batting 292. Uh, you have Anthony Rendon with one home run batting 500. Granted, it's only 10 at bats. Justin Upton is still on this list, but he's no longer a angel. That's weird. I thought they DFA'd him. Um, but you have Jared Walsh uh, with eight at bats with uh, one home run and batting 500. And so uh, I think, and Mike Trout is uh, batting zero and seven at bats. So that's kind of weird that thing. Well, Mike Trout, Mike Trout did say oh, that's that true. Trevor Valdez has the best curveball in the major leagues. So he is a Mike Trout killer when it comes to the at bats. So hopefully Framber Valdez is locating his motion, his release and everything is on point because Mike Trout's going to be doing a lot of swinging and missing on opening day. All right. Do you know who's the only Astro who's hit a current Astro who's hit a home run off of Shohei Itani? The only current Astro? Is it Martin Maldonado? No, that would be glorious okay. after you bashed him earlier. <laughs> no, well, I mean, that's that's why I thought you were asking me. I thought maybe no. I set myself up for a fall there. No, it's a potential MVP candidate, and he is oh, batting 405 is. at bats. Oh, and that's Kyle, Kyle Tucker. Tucker. Okay, yeah. good. Nice. Um, also, uh, Bregman's batting 429. So, uh, in seven at bats, then you have Jose Altuve batting 333 and 12 at bats. Alvarez is batting 405 at bats. And, um, then Chaz McCormick is batting 205, sorry, 502, uh, two at bats. So, so he's one for two. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> Making the most of those two at bats. But hey, it's 500 is not zero, right? Right. So um, I, I kind of want to focus a little bit on Bregman real quick. I know that before okay. spring training ended, he said that he found a little hitch in his swing, something that he, that's been kind of maybe holding him back. He didn't have a great spring training. So if Bregman can somehow find some of his 2019 magic that kind of got him in the 900 and the 1000 OPS range, that would make this lineup a very dangerous lineup. Did you see his tweet today? I retweeted it. It was the picture of a lion with blood all over its face, like after a kill. And he just tweeted out the picture. And I'm like, this dude is ready to eat. Alex Bregman, y'all, 
is on a revenge tour. Like he is the Batman in the new Batman movie. He's like, I'm vengeance. Like someone needs to make a trailer with Bregman with the Batman theme in the background. That would be phenomenal flashing in and out of like Batman scenes and Bregman. Dude, I'm telling you, this guy's pissed. Like he, like somebody done set this guy off and he is about to take the MLB by storm. He's got the moxie and he's got the bravado. It's back, Eric, because remember we talked about that and people, even there were mutterings about, about Alex Bregman, like having lost that edge, having lost that desire to play. And dude, he has put all the doubters aside and he's dude, he's coming out and he's ready to eat. And I just absolutely love that. You've got Yuli Gurriel, like World Traveler mentions. He's in the best shape of his life, you know? Eric, this lineup, this lineup is poised. And I do want to say this. I do want to recognize this because, every, I mean, not every once in a while, our listeners, no matter who they are, they got good stuff. Did you, did you see this fun fact that um, that our friend Larry the GM put up? The Astros have six starting pitchers who project to have 1.5 war or more. Name the other team that can say that. And he answered his own question. No other team can say that. So the Astros starting rotation, I think, is very undervalued. I think it's very underappreciated. And what this team can accomplish, if they can accomplish more than 91 or 93 wins, they could possibly get to 100. I'm not lying. That's what the potential of this team has in 2022. And that's not being a homer. That's looking at empirical evidence. Yeah, I know that Gurriel lost a lot of weight this offseason, cutting out pizza and, and soda. And he had a great spring. He hit 421 with a 1423 OPS, three homers, nine RBIs. Altuve hit 348 with a 882 OPS. Uh, Pena hit uh, 250 with a uh, 1081 OPS. And but he kind of finished the spring with the uh, the two home runs in the last game. So um, there's some guys that are hot. One of some of the people who weren't really hot was Alvarez, Brantley batting 200, Tucker batted 227, Bregman batted 250. But uh, they they had a lot of bats. But keep in mind they didn't really have a full screen training. So and it's not re- they didn't really play a lot. So I'm not so- too worried about these guys. So how many games do you think the Astros go into the season before Alvarez starts in left field? Because remember, Dusty said it's going to be more of like a 60-40, 70-30. I mean, do you think they're going to try to get him in maybe like the third game? I think it's matchups. Yeah, I mean, typically he would play with uh, Valdez on the mound because uh, that's what we saw last year. I think that they're not doing it on opening day just because it's opening day. But or, or maybe they do do it on opening. I don't know. We haven't seen actual lineup or roster yet, so maybe they surprise us and have him in left field on opening day. But uh, we'll, we'll see what happens because uh, that's the weird thing about opening day is we won't know until uh, later on. So that's why we yeah. may do a podcast uh, before game time and just kind of uh, see. Okay, well, here's what's on the roster. Here's how they got there and everything. Yeah, like exactly. That. No, yeah, we'll we'll do that whenever we're able to. Um, Tomas Rodriguez, who's one of our 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 followers and big Astros fans out in California, will be there at Saturday's game. I've got a couple of buddies, some neighbors of mine that got work in California, and they're going to be there this weekend. So it'll be a lot of Astros fans, I think, showing up. And another thing y'all can do during the season, I I believe Jay Roberts has done this before, some other followers because they've retweeted pictures. Instead of listening to the pregame show, what they do is they 
go to YouTube and they watch Eric and I on their TV before the Astros game because it's a recap from the night before typically. So you can check us out that way. If you have a smart TV, that's one of the best ways to find us and follow us as well. I mean, it's fun. I've actually watched it on the TV. It's actually kind of cool. Yeah. So the Astros have won nine consecutive games on opening day uh, going back to 2013. Um, and um they're also nine and zero on opening day games since they moved after the 2012 season. Also, Altuve making his 11th opening day start at second base. Biggio made 19 straight at second base or straight opening day starts, and then uh, Bagwell made 15 opening day starts. Um, and the Angels actually had a seven consecutive season losing streak until last year. They won against the White Sox. So let's hopefully we start a new losing streak for the Angels. And um, so uh, we have Jeremy Pena, then uh, Blanco and Siri. They'll be making their first um, appearance on an opening day roster. And Pena and Blanco will be making their major league debuts. That's awesome. Um, and one of the things I want to say what's exciting about this season, not only Pena, but Pena's in this rookie class, Eric, all these rookies that are starting on opening day, traditionally baseball, the hot rookies get the September call up. That's old school baseball, right? You bring them up in September, you, they get their feet wet, and then they show up on the scene the next year. Not this year. Torkelson, Rodriguez, Witt Jr., um, and then Jeremy Pena. I mean, these guys are making their major league debut on opening day. It could go really well for them, and it could go really tough for them because who knows what kind of nerves they're going to have. But Jeremy Payne is going to have the support of his father and his mother there. His father's a former major league player. He's surrounded. And he's surrounded by the pros. And they talked again this morning. Eduardo Perez and Steve Phillips were talking about how key it is that Jeremy Payne has spent the entire playoff session with the Astros. I mean – He's he's the third person, the second former major leaguer in Mike Stanton and him. And then Roflo even said how important that is for Pena to have been a part of that. I think we're going to see some great things out of this kid, and I can't wait. Yeah, and I think that's uh, I think that was done on purpose. That was for him to see what it's like to be in with the big league club. What what it's like to see. Just the, I guess, the playoff atmosphere and stuff like that. So um, I a lot of people want to know about Verlander, how deep will he go in the game? I know that uh, James Click was on Sports Talk 790 today, and he said that uh, so he was asked, well, um, when you see him pitch, do you can you tell that he had surgery last year? And he's like, no. He looks just like he normally did. He's sitting um, in 95, 96 miles per hour, he, even deep into the game. But if you're going to ask Justin Verlander, he's like, no, I'm not quite there yet. I'm still having issues with this, and I still need to work on this. But uh, Justin Verlander, I'm ex super excited for his uh, start in the third game. Who knows what happens with Jake Odorizzi? I know he's only made pitch two innings in spring training, uh, but uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, Framer Valdez, uh, these guys are not built up. I think uh, he, I think the, I think I read that he, the most he threw in spring training was maybe seventy-five pitches. 
So we'll see if he goes that deep. Um, so he may go five innings, if uh, five, maybe six innings, if that. So the Astros are going to be relying a lot on bullpen early in season. That's why they have the extra pitcher up. Now, question, Eric, for you. Um, if if Justin Verlander has an efficient first five innings, let's say he only has 40 pitches, do you let him go a sixth inning? I mean, maybe 40 pitches is pushing it, but let's say he has a very efficient – I mean, wh- why wouldn't you let him go an extra inning um, if, if he hasn't had that many pitches? 40 pitches in five innings is that's almost I don't know impossible. Okay, yeah, okay, so, okay. Mean. So let's say so let's say 51 pitches. Let's say he goes 51 pitches in five innings and he's still feeling good. Do, do you push him to a sixth? I'm just I'm just wondering, is there a scenario or do you not even touch that because it's opening day? And I'm asking because these are things that people are talking about. Are we talking about Frommer Valdez or Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. No, I I jumped to Justin Verlander. Yeah. I'm not I'm not talking about opening day. I'm talking about Justin yes, Justin Verlander, if he goes out on the mound when when he pitches, do you at all mess with him past five innings or do you just let him go? Okay, yeah. So with Justin Verlander, um, not on opening day, but uh, on the third game of the season. Yes, I think it depends on how he's doing, how he looks on the mound. And I think they're really going to just monitor his pitch load, his pitch count. Yes, it's going to depend on how he feels, the pitch count and just... Yeah, everything I just said. So uh, Bradley, uh, T. Bradley says, what's y'all's broadcast schedule for the season? Basically, uh, we're going to Sundays, we're going to try to stick to the 830 p.m. Central Time broadcast. Hopefully there's day games. But for the the most part, we're going to try to broadcast after every game. So there's some late night games, if you know what I mean. So here's the deal. If there are off days, which if you look at their schedule in their first two weeks, there are a couple days in the middle of the week that they're off. Those will be 830 yeah. shows when there's an off game. When there's an afternoon game, it will be an 830 show. If it's an evening game on the West on the West Coast, Eric and I are going to be dragging into work the next day. But we're going to do our best to keep you informed. We will not drop the ball. We're seasoned veterans. And just... We're still going to have guests. Um, we're still talking to – I'm talking to farmhands from Sugarland. I'm talking to guys that are in Corpus, and we're still trying to get different guests on. It becomes a little bit tricky during the season, but we're still going to try to do that. Deliver the best content that you see out here for Astros baseball in 2022. All right. So um, World Traveler says that she's excited about the season. It starts tomorrow. I agree. So let's go ahead and kind of wrap up with our predictions. I think that uh, this is either going to be a close game or it's going to be a blowout. I see the Astros offense exploding. Maybe not right away. I think Shohei Itani is going to come out in front of the big crowd. And I think with all the cameras flashing, I think he's going to pitch maybe three, four great innings. The Astros offense is going to struggle for a little bit. And then maybe they're going to explode maybe in the fourth or fifth inning. And they're going to maybe score like four runs and knock Shohei Itani out. I think Framer Valdez is maybe going to give up two runs or so. And then from there, it's going to be a bullpen game. I think the Astros are going to win it maybe five to four, something like that. Five to four. Oh, man, you're going. Okay. So I think the Astros jump on Otani early. I think they scored two runs in the first inning. I think Jose Altuve, if he's leading off, hits a home run to lead off the season. Um, Begins a new streak like Springer had. 
Um, I think then Otani settles down and pitches a solid four and a half, five frames where the Astros are limited to maybe the, the angels come back and tie it up. It's two, two. And I think seventh, eighth and ninth inning, the Astros take care of business because the angel relief pitching is absolutely terrible. I think the Astros win this game nine to two. Okay. I think for sure that you'll see somebody like Kyle Tucker, maybe go yard and I'll go ahead and say it. I think Bregman's going to le- start the season with a bomb. Oh, there you go. Dude, I like it. Altuve bomb, um, Tucker bombs, Breggy bombs. Um, heck, let's get a jalapeno bomb, right? Let's get that. The bottom line is, folks, the Houston Astros are here. They're back, and they are. they got one goal. Get back to the World Series and win it this time and not fall and not fail, they are going to do it. So it's going to be a long season, but it's going to be a fun season. Thank you all so much from myself and from Eric for hanging out with us. Like, we love doing this. We love the interaction. We even love the comments you put on afterwards, and we love all that stuff. So thank you so much for doing that. Um, Yeah, and the rat is not going to be pitching. I'm sorry. Sorry, he won't be here. (laughs) Alrighty, so um, I just wanted to just throw this out at the end. Uh, Dusty Baker is 13 wins shy of reaching 2,000 for his career. What if Dusty's like reaches 2,000 and he's like, you know what, peace, I'm done. He's <laughs> not going to do that, he dude. He wants a ring. I know, I know. He, but I, I really think Eric that if Dusty Baker, even if he, which. I don't want to say this, but even if he doesn't win a ring, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. This guy's career is nothing but historic, and he's done something no other manager has done, taking five different teams to the playoffs. It may not be all his fault that they didn't win those World Series. The players have to play, and the Astros were just outmatched this last year, but they've got a new season. Like you said, it's a fresh slate. Hey, maybe Martin Maldonado does come out and hit 300 for Eric this year. I don't know. But if he does, we're definitely making T-shirts. I never said he's going to hit 300. Uh, 250. Okay, I okay, take, okay. I, I'll take 250. And I embellished. Of hey, I'll under, take 230. Speaking of being underrated, apparently um, on one of the MLB Network shows today, they said that the Astros are underdogs and that the Mariners are going to win the division. Three of the people oh, this. said. Uh, so, yeah, we're not going to discuss this. It's opening day. The Astros are going to win, and I'm super excited. I'm pumped for the season to start. And you know who else is pumped? Sully at the Locked On MLB podcast. He gets to cover all the, the, the different games that are going on. He'll be up all night just talking about that, doing 50 million podcasts. So go ahead and listen, uh, check him out. Make him your third listen after you make us your first listen. And please go ahead and subscribe to us on YouTube and Let's go and get those numbers up and let's go Strohs. Follow us all season and uh, thank you. And we'll see you tomorrow.